So um, what I like to do on New Year's is the uh, 11-step prayer, the 11-step prayer meditation. And uh, so I'm going to do a guided 11-step prayer meditation. We've done this a few times. Some of you have been here for it. So I'm going to invite you to uh, close your eyes, sit comfortably. I like to turn my palms up towards the ceiling and rest them gently on my legs. Close my eyes, get comfortable, start breathing, start becoming aware of the breathing that's been happening <laughs> or that is happening now. So I would encourage you to just take a few breaths in and out and allow yourself to be conscious of the breath going in and out of your body. So I'm going to read the prayer once. Lord, make me a channel of thy peace that where there is hatred, I may bring love, that where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness that where there is discord, I may bring harmony, that where there is error, I may bring truth, that where there is doubt, I may bring faith, that where there is despair, I may bring hope, that where there are shadows, I may bring light, that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. So now we're going to go back through this prayer as a meditation. So the first line of the prayer, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Reconnect with your breath, going in and out of your body. And focus your attention on what your day would look like, what your life would look like, what your family would look like. If today you were a channel of God's peace everywhere that you went.
Go in your mind now. Travel through your life. See what your life looks like with you as a channel of God's peace. And now look around your life. Look around your life for any hatred. Hatred of any person, any policy, anything. Find the hatred that exists in your mind or in your life. And bring all the love that you can with your higher power. Bring all the love that you can to that person, that place, that thing, that principle, that institution. Try to watch like a movie what happens when you bring the love to that situation. What happens to you and what happens to everyone else. How good does it feel to love even where you once hated? That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. Again, look around your life. Find the wrong. Who's doing it wrong? Who's got it wrong? Where are you wrong? And find a way to bring the spirit of forgiveness to all of those wrongs. Shower them in forgiveness. Let it go. Breathe it out. 
Enjoy the process of forgiving. Allow yourself to enjoy it in your mind. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. Where's the discord in your life today? What's out of balance? Who's out of balance? What needs harmonizing? And now shower it with harmony. Bring harmony to it in your mind. Just allow it to all fall into place. that where there is error, I may bring truth. Focus your attention on where there is error in your life. Who's wrong? Who's in error? Where am I in error? And try to bring some truth to that situation, that person, that wrong. Where there is doubt, I may bring faith. What am I in doubt about? Search your life for your doubts. And shower each one of your doubts with faith. Check in with your breathing. Make sure you're still conscious of breathing. 
and bringing faith to all of your doubts. That where there is despair, I may bring hope. Your despair or someone else's despair right now you get to bring the hope. So bring it. That where there are shadows, I may bring light. Take a look for your secrets, your darkness. The things you're holding on to. And bring light to them. Just light them up. Let that light come from your heart. sadness, I may bring joy. Are you sad? Do you know somebody that's sad? Bring the joy. Allow it to flow through you. Be the channel of the joy. Watch the sadness melt away. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted. Again, look around your life. Who needs to be comforted? Who needs a hug? Who needs some love? Go. Wrap your arms around them in your mind. Give them a big hug. Give them a big comfort. Bring the comfort.
give the whole world a hug. Just wrap your arms around it. To seek rather to understand than to be understood. No more arguing. No more fighting to be right. Who needs my understanding? Go give it to him. Grant that I may seek rather to love than to be loved. Who needs your love right now? Go love them. See yourself going through your day being loving, kind and loving toward all. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds. See yourself going through the day, being there for everybody else. See what that life looks like. As a channel of God's peace, there is no Randy in that equation. There is no me. There's me as a channel of God's peace. But the old idea is gone. The opinions are gone. It is by forgiving that I am forgiven. So take a moment here and forgive everybody you hold in contempt. Forgive every mistake they ever made. And now turn that forgiveness to yourself. And allow yourself to forgive yourself. In this place, it's okay to forgive yourself for every mistake you made last year, 
and in your life. Every mistake you ever made, see some of them and forgive yourself for them. I'm sure they'll pop into your mind. Go back through your life one more time and forgive people their mistakes today. Forgive them today. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. Allow the old character to die today, right now. See it happening. All the opinions, all the old ideas, just let them die. Let it go away. Imagine yourself rendered clean, guiltless, shameless, and ready to go out into the world to be a channel of God's peace or your higher power's peace or something. Take a moment to thank your higher power for your sobriety, for your prosperity, for your health, whatever health you have right now. Gently open your eyes. allow yourself to become conscious of the seeing that is happening once you open your eyes. It's 
truly, truly amazing that all I have to do is open my eyes and seeing happens. I'm so rarely aware of the seeing and the breathing and all of the stuff. You know, in the in the ninth step in the ninth step promises, one of the promises is that I will uh see that God is doing for me what I could not do for myself. I don't grow fingernails. Never, ever once have I been responsible for growing fingernails. But I have 10 of them. And all 10 of them are on the right place on my hands. They know exactly where to go and what to do. I just find that so amazing because fingernails aren't like skin. They're completely different. But they just know where to grow. And they grow and they grow and they grow and they grow. And I have nothing to do with it. And I believe that God is doing that for me. And I could not do that for myself. Because I would decide when was a good time to grow fingernails and when wasn't. And I would take a few months off here and there because I'm tired. I don't feel like growing fingernails today. And there's so much that goes on. Digestion. I don't digest my food. I don't send that food to feed every single cell in my body. I hear there's a a lot of them. And they all need oxygen and they all need food. And there's so much that God is doing for me that I cannot do for myself. But there's a lot I can do. In the physical world especially, in the material world, God needs me to move some stuff. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good mover of stuff. I can pick stuff up and move it across the room. I, I guess those are the jobs that have been relegated to me. Maybe with some inspiration I could write a song or write a book or write a prayer. I I can do the part where it gets put on paper, but I believe the inspiration comes from all knowledge and all power. So, you know, I've, I've said this recently that every day for an alcoholic with alcoholism is New Year's Day. Every day is a new beginning. Every day today is another Friday. Today is Friday, this Friday. It's the first, it's the second, it's the third, it doesn't matter. It's the day that I get to connect with my higher power right now. And I get to be what that prayer says. I get to be God's gift to the planet. I get to move the things where God wants them moved. I get to have the conversations that God wants to have through me. I get to hear what God wants me to hear today, if I will be present. I get to have the life. I I get to be alive today. And all of this is because of 12 steps. In my in my life it is. Everything that's good in my life is because of 12 steps. It's because of this way of life. 
It's not a theory. Just like that prayer is not, it's not a thing to say. I mean, I mean, you can say it and the words are great and I say them and I think, wow, those are great words. But what we just did or what I just did was I lived those, I lived those words in my fantasy life or my spirit life, my inner life. But that's where I live all of my life. It's in my fantasy spirit life. It's all going on inside of me. The outside stuff is the outside stuff is whatever it is. Who has a Course in Miracles book in front of them right now? <laughs> what? Read that. Read the first read the first exercise, today's exercise. Just the first line of it. This is not AA approved literature, and I'm sorry to go here. But Nan, you wanna oh I I muted you. Okay. Can you unmute yourself now, Nan? Yep, Oop, I muted you again. Nan, you have to unmute yourself again. Okay, uh, give me a second. I just have, I have the book and I just gotta get to the first lesson, which is actually um, the first five lessons sums up the entire book, technically. Um, the first lesson I see in this room, on this street, from this window, in this place, means anything. Yeah. Do you want me to read the no, rest of it? That's good. That's good. Nothing I see. Nothing I see in this room, in this place, in this, in this life. Nothing I see means anything. Except for the meaning that I give to it, based on my old experiences. So principles are the principles, whether they're in the Course in Miracles or they're in the uh, the Quran or the Bible or the wherever they are, they're principles. And this idea that I give all the meaning that everything in my life has to me. And all of that meaning is based on my old ideas. And the book says I have to let go of my old ideas absolutely or the result is nil. And in, in the big book it says, when I sincerely take such a position, and the position is that I'm going to allow God to be my director today. So I'm going to take all of my direction from God. So I'm an actor on a set. And I do not know the lines. I haven't read the script. I showed up late. And I'm here. And I walk into this movie of life. It's my movie. And I'm the star, always, of course, because it's my movie. And I don't know who you are. I don't know what your character is. Even if you're my wife. I don't know if you're a wife I like or a wife I don't like. I don't know if you're happy today or sad today. I don't know if I'm happy today or sad today. I just showed up. And I've got to ask my director, who am I? What would you have me do today? Who would you have me be? And somebody talks. And I ask that director, how do I respond to that? What would you have me say? And it, I wait for the intuition. And then I respond. Now, life happens a lot faster than that. 
But when I can be in this relationship where I have a director and I do not know my part and I do not know what I'm supposed to be doing on a moment to moment basis in this thing called life, then I get to have that is sincerely taking that position. Asking, constantly asking, what would you have me do now? Who would you have me be? How should I feel about that? Instead of reacting based on all of my old ideas. He is the principal and I am his agent. God is the principal and I represent God. My job is to represent a higher power on this planet. How am I doing? <laughs> I just asked my wife. <laughs> oh, man. Am I representing God in my life today? This is a, this is a position that I get to take today. I am representing my higher, this is what it would look like if a higher power was the director for a human in this thing called life on this, I call it the earth ride. He is the father, or it is the father, mother, and I am the child. Innocent, unknowing, willing to take direction child. Knowing that the father-mother thing is going to provide everything that I need. Always has, always will. Up until this moment right now, everything I've ever needed has been provided for my life. Everything. And I always like to kind of take a little look back in this last year, just this last year. If I would have known on January 1st last year that I would make it through COVID, that I would have the money that I have in the bank right now, that I would weigh what I weigh right now, that I would have the car that I have right now and the money in the bank and the job and the family and everything that I have right now, if I would have known that everything was going to work out exactly the way that it did right now, I could have enjoyed every moment of last year. Every single moment, there was not one moment that needed to be worried about because I got to here and everything I've needed was always provided for the whole year. So when I sincerely take such a position, all sorts of remarkable things follow. I have a new employer. I work for God. I do not work for the company that I work for. I do not have a boss at that company. I do have people that give me direction in the material world. But everything that I do today is based on a relationship with a higher power. I do it because I believe that God would have me do that. Somebody tells me to do something at work. I do it after checking in with my higher power. When I do that, my higher power provides everything I need as I keep close to it and perform its work well. Established on this footing, I become less and less interested in myself, my little plans and designs. More and more, I become interested in seeing what I could contribute to life this is that prayer coming to life in the third step, and that prayer is in the 11th step. 
I feel new power flowing in right now in this relationship. I feel new power flowing in. I enjoy peace of mind right now in this moment. I'm enjoying peace of mind. Whatever the peace of mind is, this is it. This is the peace of mind for this moment. It might not be the ultimate peace of mind. It might not be the best peace of mind I ever had. But if I'm judging this peace of mind to any other peace of mind I've ever had, this is not peace of mind. That is not enjoying peace of mind. That is judging this moment compared to other moments and completely missing this moment. I dis- I'm discovering right now that I can face life successfully. That I don't have to be in fear. That I don't have to be driven by a hundred forms of fear and self-delusion and self-seeking and self-pity. I become conscious of its presence right now. Could you be with me? Could you help me? Could you guide me? Could you direct me? Could you protect me from my mind? Could you help me to be present in this moment? I begin to lose my fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. I am reborn in this moment with no old ideas. And this is New Year's Day. It's Friday. Tomorrow, for me, as an alcoholic with alcoholism, will be New Year's Day. Yesterday, when I woke up, it was New Year's Day. Every day, I get to bring the vision of God's will into all of my affairs right now. So, we're going to open this meeting up. I'm going to uh I'm going to let it record. I'm I record myself, but I'm going to let it record. If you share, you will be recorded. Um if you want to ask a question, you can ask a question. If you want to ask a question and not be recorded, you can ask it in the chat. So if you share, you are being recorded and it will be uh, available for people to listen to. Uh, I appreciate you all coming and spending New Year's Day with me. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to hearing all of you. So. Eminem has his hand raised. Luke, you're up. It's Luke. My name's Luke. I'm an alcoholic. Can everyone hear me? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm in the middle of the ocean right now on a boat uh so first of all i'm just so grateful for wi-fi can easily take wi-fi for granted um oh i needed that i needed it so badly just to meditate and just to hear what you said randy and um the first moment when i when i dialed into this meeting i thought thank god i'm with people that understand you know understand this thing that that we seem to all share this alcoholism illness um, of the mind. And um, I wrote down um, some things already that I heard and and I loved the, I'd never heard of that book that you mentioned, Randy, but um, the thing that Nana read was uh, nothing I see in this life 
nothing I see in this life means anything except the meaning that I give to it. Um, and what I most of the time don't realize is I'm doing that all the time. You know, they say that we've got like an opinionated mind, but often it doesn't present itself in my mind as an opinion. It, it, it presents itself as a fact. Do you know what I mean? In my day-to-day -day life, when I'm walking around, it doesn't feel like I'm having opinions about these things. They just feel like facts to me. And of course they're not. And it's all sort of drenched in alcoholism. Um, one thing that I have realized though, whilst being here is that, um, you know, the people that work on this boat, on this holiday that I am, you know, it, they, they are of service here, you know, they, they, they serve us food every day and, and all of that stuff. And I found that the more I talk to them and ask them questions about their life and, and, you know, where's home for them? How did they find this job? How did they end up on this boat? Because I can easily walk around my life thinking, okay, you're a chef <laughs> and, and you've always been a chef and you've always been that age. You've never been a child. You've never been, do you know what I mean? Taking things so, and so when I start, you know, practicing and delving into other people that that person was once a child that person grew up that person might miss his family that person likes or doesn't like his job and the more that i've been out here taking interest in people and asking them questions you know that that thing about the gift is in the giving um i don't know if that's giving as such but it, it, it has made me feel so much better than, than just receiving you know the food and the massage that i went the other day you know i've got all this amazing stuff around me and it is, you know, I'm in paradise, but I remember Randy saying something that stuck with me that, you know, he said he was in the Bahamas on a boat one time and you were in perfect hell. I'm sure I'm like sort of paraphrasing, but like I, I, I even came here fully with the knowledge that if I'm in alcoholism, there isn't a, a, there isn't a patch on earth that will solve it. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I'm so aware of that. Um, Having said that, you know, it's just, it's so good to be reminded. And I, I, I always find that I've wrote loads of notes down. It's going to really help me. Um, and, and, and I'm going to read them and because they're such good reminders. But I always get swept away by this thing. It's so, so powerful. It always, it's like being sucked up into the alcoholic hoover or something. And it, it's, um, but I don't have to be right now in this moment i don't have to be swept up in anything right now and 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 i'm aware of that because i've just heard you speak and i've just meditated you know i have to do these things i can't outthink my way out of this thing um so thank you for reminding me it's a pleasure to be it's so nice to be with you with, with you all on a boat in the middle of the indian ocean or wherever i am <laughs> it's amazing and i'm so glad to be here thank you good thanks. to be sober thanks luke welcome uh, Mary B. Hi, I'm Mary, an alcoholic. Hi, Mary. Um, thank you, Randy. I haven't been for a couple weeks, and I already do feel a little tiny bit better. Um, but I think maybe I have a, I guess it's a question, or, or I don't know, this is just where I'm at in my sobriety. You know, I kind of threw myself into a really intense situation and I really wanted to drink and I didn't drink and it's just like truly only because of a power that's greater than me like that's the only reason I have um 
I'm definitely like, I'm here, I'm present. I've, I've been in this program for almost seven months and like, I can see the good. And I, I know that like, I can't fucking drink. Like I know that my life doesn't work. Um, but I have this like deep sadness for that life. It's, you know, I realize like my whole life has been like this heightened reality and I've found ways to, you know, whether it's like drinking or drugs or toxic relationships or just uncertainty, like I only know a heightened reality. Like I don't really know this, this life, this life that I'm like trying to achieve and I feel kind of sad and I feel like, am I gonna like, Am I going to be bored now? Like, am I never going to have excitement? Am I never, like, is what is what I'm striving for um, going to be, like, enough? Or I, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, I guess I'm just terrified that, like, my, my life is going to be boring and uh, that that's not going to be enough for me. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. I'm also terrified of that. And I've been doing this a long time. This is not a boring life. This life is so freaking amazing. People are going to come into your life. I mean, you're just... What you've done is amazing. Nine months is amazing. Most people never make it there. And, and it's amazing. But the thing about the alcohol is you're allergic to it now. If you have alcoholism, being alcoholic means for what it means to me is that I'm allergic to it now. I can never ever drink successfully again. I might drink, but all of that drinking and all of that drugs is to kill the pain that goes on in my mind. It's not even really going on in my life and my outsides. It's all on the inside. This is an inside program. And so your outsides are going to be just as exciting or boring as they ever were. This is an inside life. This is uh, becoming aware that there's more to life than being self-satisfied. Because the alcoholism is an unsatisfiable mind. So even if something was exciting today, tomorrow you need more and more and more. Because the mind always wants more. And even when the, my mind gets exactly what it says it wants, that would be satisfying or exciting or dramatic or whatever it is you think you're missing in your life, that is never going to be enough because of the mental illness of alcoholism, because of this unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind. So what, what we get to do is to find this relationship with a higher power. And to go out and have the most unbelievably satisfying life by doing exactly the opposite of what I thought was fun. Which is going out to be a giver. The alcoholics are takers. I'm a taker. I'm trying to take excitement. I'm trying to take fun. I'm trying to take money from a job. It's all about taking. And as a, a treated alcoholic, with alcoholism, with treated alcoholism, in the seventh step, I go out into the world to be the man that God would have me be or to be the woman that God would have you be. 
and and I go out now to be a giver, and in the giving, I get everything I ever wanted. That's what the, even the prayer says, and the when I sincerely take such a position paragraph says, it's all about going back out into the world to be a giver. So I hope that that helps you. This is not a boring life. This is the most amazing life you're ever going to have. I hope that you stay with us. Thank you. Nan? All right. Happy New Year, everyone. Family. Randy, thank you. Uh, I am grateful to be an alcoholic. I'm grateful to be here today. And uh, wow, amazing shares. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to forget now. Every time I see my vacuum cleaner, alcoholic Hoover, <laughs> that's just going to stay with me. I'd never heard anybody say that. That was just brilliant. Oh, there was so much. Um, as you were sharing, um, and as we were going through the prayer of St. Francis, you know, this outpouring of this love of God that starts to begin to direct my life as I go through these steps and I continue, continue um, to experience them on a daily basis. That it's this power that's the doing, and I'm the being. You know, I'm this this lamplight. The light is God. The light is the same for everybody, however you want to describe it. And yet the container, the lamp, might be a little different from somebody else's. And one of the things I'm experiencing uh, as I as I continue to grow up, it really is this emotional sobriety that this prayer of St. Francis cannot be um, experienced fully, really, until these, um, these demands I put on the external, these hobbling demands, these faulty dependencies. And through this baseline of this recovery work and through other practice, and ACIM has been a huge one. And I'm a slow learner. It's been 28 years with ACIM, and it's, like, really a slow learner, thick. Because, like, like what, what Luke was sharing, it's like, it's, like it, it's like this hoover. It's all this, like, and so it's just been a vigilance, but asking, dear God, teach me how to be humble. Teach me how to be willing. Teach me to be like you. Teach me to love you. Teach me to love you. Teach me to love like you. And to continually bow my head down so that my heart is raised up and I'm in an experience. Step one, I'm at complete defeat. It's an everyday thing. Whatever was happening yesterday, whatever meetings I went to yesterday, none of it really, you know, it's it's a building, obviously. But I start over again today. Because in the morning, sometimes I'll wake up and I'll, something might be on me. And I got to, it was happened this morning. It hasn't happened too often. It was happening this morning. And for me, I just went right into prayer. I went immediately into prayer. Dear God, I'm inviting you in right here, right now. And I don't even know what, I, I don't know. I was just coming out awake, awake and I just got like a fear. One of the things you were uh, saying in the prayer of St. Francis when you're talking about hatred, and I was like, kind of watching and it was interesting because I'm like I'm like let me just be be with you God and let me watch the movie 
And I, to myself, watch the movie. And then you said, watch the movie. (laughs) It's like you were describing what was already happening. And it was kind of interesting because I realized one of the things that I saw with the hatred part were these warring fragments I was seeing in the world that seemed to bother me when people are arguing with each other about what's right and what's wrong and what's right, you know, and all of that kind of stuff kind of breaks my heart. And then when you were taking us through it, well, it really doesn't matter. What matters is what am I doing? That becomes another distraction of the alcoholic blah, blah, blah. That's like, Oh, those warring fragments are bothering me. So now I got to So, so it always comes, it'll come in through the back end. Cause well, some buttons will be removed and then there's a the deeper level and it almost sometimes could be sounding spiritual. Oh, well, I'm bothered by this, these warring fragments. Let me pray for the universe. And really, <laughs> it's just, I'm judging it. There I am judging it. So um, thank you for that, because I, I really became aware of that. And I was like, oh, check that out. So uh, it's, uh, it really is. This is not a, a boring life. And we're not a glum lot. Amen. Thank you for letting me share. Blessings on everybody's head. Blessings on everyone's head. Uh, Claire can't raise her hand, but she wants to ask a question. So, Claire? I don't know. I updated my Zoom, and since then I haven't been able to raise my hand. It's very strange. Uh, But thank you for bringing me in. Yeah, I, I, I mean, my conception of a higher power changes all the time. And I totally, I listened to you, and I, I, I heard what you said, but... What, I, I have a question. Um, how do you how do you uh, put together? Like I appreciate what you said, and that your high power has given you everything you need. And and I'm in that position. My higher power has provided me with with everything I need and more. You know, and and I'm very grateful for that. But last year in 2020. Approximately 9 million people starved to death on this planet. And how do, you, how do you explain that? Because I'm sure a lot of them were quite spiritual. So how do you explain that? It's a good question. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know why those, their, their earth ride was that ride. I don't know why. But I do know that I did very little to feed one of those 9 million people that starved to death. I know that, so if my job is to be a channel of God's peace, that was not in my channel. And I did not help to feed one of those 9 million people. So if that is something that I am concerned about, I would look into how I could be more helpful to feed the millions of people that are starving. How about people that are born with one leg or one arm or no eyes? Or people that get blown up in a war and people that don't. How do you explain that? You don't explain it. It's not, this is the ride. I'm on the ride. It's not my job to explain the ride. It's my job to be the man that I think God would have me be on the ride. So, Rather than try to figure out how to explain hunger on the planet, how about trying to be the, the, the solution to hunger on the planet? Wouldn't that be a better place to put my attention? So 
that's that's the way that I would look at that. I mean, if you're if you're staying up at night worrying about starving people, I would say get out there and and start looking into food banks and GM, uh, you know, being part of the solution and and do that. Uh, my world does not have that in it right now, unless unless I wanna unless that's where I want to put my consciousness. I mean, I I feel terrible that some that. Somebody has to starve to death today. Uh, I'm working on the planet where I am at. And so I would just encourage you to, to explore helping starving people if that is something that bothers you. And, and then you'll find the God in it. And you'll find the God solution in it because you'll be the solution. You'll be the thing that God put on the planet to be God's gift. You, you might be God's gift to starving people, to hungry people. You might be the one that, that is God's solution to hunger. Uh, Phoebe, I mean, I hope that answers that. That's, that's, that's the best I got on that. Phoebe, you're up. I'm Phoebe. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, um, Phoebe definitely answered my question um that wasn't my question but I think I don't know is always the right answer um which I didn't know how to say before AA and um I thought I was supposed to know everything and uh and I'm not and um oh that was so special um I love when you do that meditation and um yeah I got I don't know what part it was but um lately I've been seeing my parents as like not just my parents, and it's weird that I even call them my parents because I don't know my father, but I've been seeing them as humans who had a life well before I was here, who had things happen and experiences and their own core beliefs and their own resentments and their own life that had happened before I even arrived. And um, rather than just being, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, rather than you've always been a chef and you've always been that age and you just arrived as a chef, you know, like you didn't arrive as my parents, you were formed as a human. And like, I can accept I don't know. It's just this like gentleness of I can accept their humanity. And I think it's because I learned to kind of, I was taught to accept my own humanity, you know, and, um, and like that I have, it has to start with me. I have to learn to love myself and then I can love you, you know? And, um, uh, what else did you say? Oh, the meaning that I assign things. And it's just based on my core beliefs. That is the filter through which I see everything. And, oh, Wow, you know, if you haven't done a core belief inventory, I hadn't done a core belief inventory until just a few months ago, and so much was revealed about these core beliefs that I treat as facts, and then I filter everything in my life through that. And it's like when I change the filter, the things I look at change. You know, I don't have to assign the same meaning to all these things that are just happening. They're just happening. They aren't happening to me. No one's doing anything to me. My sponsor's like, you know, they're not doing it to you, Phoebe. They're just doing it. And I'm like, no, they're doing it to me. And she, you know, I had to hear it over and over and over again. And, and um, yeah, if I'd known at this point last year that everything I needed and everything I didn't think I wanted and everything would happen exactly the way that it did, I wouldn't have been so worried in the moment. I would have been able to enjoy it, you know? And it's like, what a great lesson to like go into. Yes, every day is a new year. I agree with you. But go into whatever this year is with like, I've always been provided for. And in that moment of fear, when I think I won't be carried, it's like, well, I've always been carried. Especially when I'm getting what I think I want, that's the solution to the problem. It's like, especially in those moments when I'm not getting it. It's like, no, you're being carried, you know? Let it go. 
let it go. So anyway, a lot of amazing people have their hands raised, and um, I want to hear from them, and such a gift to hear. Thanks, Phoebe. Welcome. Uh, Colin. Did I not unmute you? Colin. Yeah. There you are. I think you did. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Randy. Uh, I'm Colin. I'm an addict. Um, yeah, first, I, I, I kind of just want to say thank you. This this meeting has really, um, it's really provided me with some new insights into how I rightly relate to God. Um, you know, and before I found it, I was suffering from that, that kind of that, that ego and that hubris where I, I really thought, that I knew this program. I knew this program. I understood it. I knew where I fit into it. And, um, and I had nothing left to learn. And I've kind of been humbled again, um, during the course of this meditation, um, by realizing that no, I, you know, I, I don't rightly relate to God much of the time. Um, you know, and I, and knowing that I think has, has shown me where I need to put the work in. Um, and it's clear to me that there is work to do on, on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. I woke up in a really bad mood um, and I shared about it at a morning meeting and I, and I had a great day planned. I was going to, uh, to dinner with my son and my grandson, um, you know, looking forward to that. I had a morning meeting to do with my home group. And, uh, but I was in a filthy mood, no reason for it at all. And um, I did my morning meeting, I shared about it, I prayed about it, but that didn't lift it. So I went to dinner at my son's and um, the minute I got there, I started taking his inventory, you know, the chaos in the kitchen, the um, the mess around the place, you know, why aren't you doing, why aren't you doing that? Um, constantly, I, 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 because I worked this program, I didn't express it out loud, but it was all going on in my head. You know, and my bad mood remained bad up until the point where my three-year-old grandson unwrapped his presents and I had to get down on the floor and help him build a Brio train track and then we were smashing monster trucks and wrestling and I was losing everything and he was beating me in all the races. And, and I played with him for a couple of hours and I suddenly realised that I was in a really unselfconscious, unself-obsessed, not self-centered at all everything i did was coming from a loving place and i it, it really took me back because i my mood had been transformed you know um i was so connected that it, it, it felt really spiritual it felt almost holy all of that negativity had disappeared um and i looked at it and i and i think i realized at that point it was because i was no longer telling myself a story you know I, I was dealing with an infant and i knew there was no judgment in his eyes so therefore i had no story to fabricate i had no kind of mental construct that needed endorsement um i had no, no preconceptions that i needed to validate i was free to simply connect and enjoy and become a channel for peace joy and love to uh, a child that i loved there was no ego validation required. 
So I crawled around on the floor, making a complete ass of myself, um, smashing monster trucks and, and being playing the fool for a good couple of hours. And after that, my self-obsession was lifted. And I, and I really felt the experience of having been that channel for peace, that channel for joy, that channel for love yes. that you guide us through in the meditation. Right. And uh, it did make me wonder, what would my life be like if I operated from that basis all the time? Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to tap in, be more connected and tap into that high power relationship more often uh, from moment to moment. And thank you for introducing me to, to this and for really strengthening that, that incipient relationship that I have. I really appreciate it. And I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thanks, Connor. Uh, Johnny. Hi, my name is Johnny. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Johnny. And, uh, grateful member of the Al-Anon family groups. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Happy New Year uh, to everyone, or as we call it in 12-step, Friday. And uh, what a amazing thing that there's 62 people here right now uh, experiencing this level of sharing and 12-step. It's just not much of it around. Uh, thank you, Phoebe, for mentioning the possibility of a core beliefs inventory. Because uh, that's all, all that's needed. Everything that you said, Randy, is inarguably true um, in my experience. There's not one thing in all of it that's crap. It's all the real thing, and here I am but there's something confusing about it. And it's simple. The thing you shared about what's looking at the end of the meditation is seemingly the paradigm is that that's below what I've always thought was me. Self, right? And that's a lie. When the paradigm is shifted to what I truly am is what's seeing the inventory and the behavior and all of that stuff. And this Johnny character with alcoholism and the family disease and defects and thoughts and all that becomes in front of that or below it, then there's no need for anything. Everything is right there and everybody's shared about it or almost everybody. So what we're doing 
with God and 12 steps, growing in understanding and effectiveness, steps one through nine in application is the deconstruction of self to let God shift that paradigm so that I'm a drop of God seeing Johnny. It's one thing. But this fake self so wants to be the top level paradigm. It wants to be the high power. And that's okay. See, this is the most amazing revelation is that it's all okay to be human and to be an alcoholic and to make mistakes and to hurt people. It's what we do. And I am responsible. Let it begin with me. And I am responsible. You know, it's not my fault. But it's like being the caregiver to a child called Johnny. I got to take responsibility for his actions and be a loving parent. And this is all an incredible deal. Like, I am so glad to have a 12-step meeting that I can come to that's got this club deep, this level of uh, beauty and truth and understanding and effectiveness and a real path of how to be kind to myself and others. And uh, wow, what a great way to spend this first new year of this new year. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, it's twelve twenty-four. Quite a few people still have their hands raised. We're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna do the Serenity Prayer at twelve thirty, and anyone who wants to get on with their other life can do that. And everyone who wants to share, I'm gonna stay here and hang out with you, and I'm gonna ask a, answer a question that got asked in the chat in a minute. But first, we're gonna hear from Brad. Hey, Randy. Hey, Brad. Everyone. My name is Brad, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Brad. And I was trying to... There I am. There you are. Hey, gang. <laughs> it's nice to be on here with you guys. There were some great things said. and I'm out here feeding marshmallows to cattle. Bales <laughs> of hay. So I took a little time to chime in. And it's interesting. I, or someone shared about, you know, why bad things happen, and for me, it took me a while. It was really helped me a lot that I realized the things that go bad in the world had a lot to do with man, not God. And it says in our book that we live in a world riddled with envy. And for me, a lot of this stuff starts through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God. And a lot of times in the beginning, I'm trying to think my way through all this. And what I've got to do is got to be in consciousness more and more in awareness. Awareness and thought and consciousness. Consciousness and awareness are different than thought. Those are two different things. And much of the time I was trying to think my way. What are these things mind? I'm trying to use my mind to figure it out. And I just can't because my mind can't 
it's a ceiling on it. It can't get me any higher. And so for me, I had to realize that <clears throat> I kept thinking that was me thinking mm. these things. Thoughts happen. That's not me generating. They're there. You know, I'm not responsible for the thoughts. I'm responsible for the thinking. What happens is I have a thought and where I cause myself a big problem. I say, I thought that. I think that. And then all of a sudden the knot gets tighter. For the me, for me, the more because my med- prayer meditation for me should change. It should be evolving. It should be different than it was last year by a long shot. So can I do this in real time? And for me, my prayer and what I'm giving to the world is what I am on the inside. And all the teachers used to always say, "You're not separate from the problems of the world. You're actually part of them because you're what your true inner nature is. You know, of all the greed and the envy and the ill will that." We all have, we have inside of us. And I love Alcoholics Anonymous because this is one place where we can come and talk about it. And then we kind of see the dark side and we see how the mind's kind of got us in a spot, but what's the way out? What's interesting, we can talk more about the problem because we know more about the problem than we do the other side, right? But what is the answer to that? And I have to learn to live a spiritual life. And spiritual is so much different than that. Spiritual and mental are two different things. That's oil and water. And for me, I want to be able to float between practical thought and conscious and awareness. Driving the tractor back to awareness. Picking up the bale of hay back to awareness. And uh, I've just got to... You know, I love what you said about this is, for us, every day is a new year, right? And I've got so much time. Oh, here's what I was going to say is, I just realized this last week, if I'm really doing this thing right, there's some people that this last week that I ran into that had said some kind of mean stuff. I should never treat them from there. I should treat them purely in this moment as if it had never happened dealing with him in that moment because that's what I need to do with myself purely in this moment not what I did yesterday because God doesn't have a memory God's on to the next thing but it really hit me that oh man I'm dealing with people from memory not from this moment so anyway it's good to see y'all Randy it's good to see you brother happy new year you have beautiful eyes you have beautiful eyes Uh, very clear awesome Uh, Andrew Hi, I'm Andrew. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Andrew. Um, yeah, what an amazing meeting. I've actually, I went to one of your meetings, one of these before a while ago, um, and I forgot how powerful it is. I, I always forget that God isn't this thing that happens at this specific time or at one o'clock. It's like it's it's every single moment, like right now. And like, I don't know what it is. I forget this on a daily basis, you know, but whenever I'm here, Oh, I slow down. I can breathe. I can feel connected. Um, and that's something I never felt before, you know, a lot. Most of my life, it's been, I'm going 100 miles per hour, and I'm, and I'm just grabbing and pulling and taking so much. And it's this, it's been this constant journey of how much can I shove in my pockets and me, 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 me. And, and I just had no awareness of, of what that was doing to me and, and how it was affecting the people around me. So today, I think it's one of the most profound things to walk into a room and genuinely look for what I can contribute to 
to see how I can help the people around me and contribute to life and contribute to these people. When I go into work, like you were saying, like, how am I going to get my money? Like, no, how can I contribute to this space? How can I make this chaotic environment more harmonizing? You know, how can I make these people smile? That has probably been the most profound thing that I have ever acquired. Um, And it's because I seek power through God, you know? And it's so beautiful. I I could not be more grateful uh, to have three years sober today. I could not be more grateful to be in this meeting. Um, I'm just very grateful that I can show up and look for what I can contribute. And I have this infinite power. It's not going to end, you know. There's no finish line. It keeps going as I continue to seek and I continue to show up and look for what I can contribute. Um, I continue to have source uh, this power that runs through me, you know, and there's nothing that compares. It is so beautiful. Um, Thanks. And I look forward to showing other people this path, taking them through this book and showing them how they can find this source of power as well. So thank you, Randy. Thank you for everybody in this meeting. Thanks, Andrew. Nice to see you. So we have one more person that has their hand up. It's Anne. And then we'll finish with this one at April. Oh, hey. I didn't expect there to be a time. Okay. Um, thank you so much. And oops. Um, I wanted to share. Um, well, I just love that meditation, Randy, how you took us through, um, you know, thinking about the word. All of them escaped me, of course, but you know, those beautiful qualities of God and, and just been looking at my life inside my mind and looking around my life inside my mind, realizing that my life really only exists inside my mind. <laughs> That's where I have all the opinions and judgments. And, um, and just really look as, you know, where is the love and where have I been loving and where have I not been loving and who needs my love today? And, I recently had a situation, well, it's my father that's having this situation. It's not me, but my father fell and broke his neck. And I feel like it's been all about me and how suffering, how much I'm suffering about his suffering. Mm. And it, you know, what we talked about today just totally speaks to all of it that, you know, my ability to admit my self-centeredness and admit that my thinking about myself and my suffering about his suffering isn't helping him and to ask God for help and to really come to this place of, of love for him. And, and I don't understand why he had to fall and break his neck at 90 years old after he's been having a great time in this memory care center, but I don't have to know the reason. I just have to know love. I just have to love him right where he's at. I can't sit next to him. I can't play God. But I can get calm in my own spirit and to know that this may be happening to him, but it is a lesson for me to know that it's not about me. It's about me seeing God right where dad is and knowing that dad is living the life that he's living and that I can love him from here and I can be much more available to him with a big heart of love here after working through these bumps I've had than I can be if I'd gotten on a plane and gone flying out there in Miss Victim mode. So I'm just really grateful for this chance that we all had today on this meeting 
to know that the real Anne is the witness that's watching me do all this stuff and that's watching me hear all of you and that's watching my thoughts. The real me is the loving me that's right here watching everything. And I'm so glad to have learned that because it makes my life so much better. So thank you. It's so great to see everybody. Much love. Much love. All right. So everybody that had their hand up got to share. We'll do the serenity prayer. There is somebody asked a question and I'll answer that question after the, after the serenity prayer. And Oh my gosh, I appreciate you all so much. And for the, just to have a room like this and a, I wish I could hug you all and tell you happy new year. You're such a beautiful part of my life. So many familiar faces, even though a lot of you I've never, ever met. And, uh, I'm looking forward to that. We're gonna meet, we're gonna, there's gonna be a retreat in Nashville as soon as they open this world back up, as soon as everybody's ready to travel. Uh, I think Nashville's kind of the center of everything from where everybody is, so. And they have the most amazing retreat center there. So, with that, happy new year, happy Friday. Um, I'm gonna unmute everybody. I, I don't know how to unmute everybody. You have to unmute yourselves, but I made it so you couldn't. So now I'm going to make it so you can. Okay. Mute all. Now you can unmute yourselves. So unmute yourself and be part of the prayer. God. God. have a beautiful day, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Blessings on your head. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to mute everybody again. <laughs> And let's see if the person that asked the question isn't here, then I'm not going to say their name, but make sure they're here. Otherwise, I don't see them. Hey, Randy. Yeah. Hey, who I said was that? Gonna, I was going to share, but hey, I'm Rick. not share tomorrow. Well, you can share. I think the person that asked the question left the building, so. Uh, oh, no, Randy, no, 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 no. I see you. Sorry. I see you. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right, so here's the question. Yeah, I was so struggling with that, and I found, you know, I kept struggling with that. And, like, I lost my nephew just this, well, last year. And, you know, he was doing a wheelie through an intersection, and God gave him free will to do that. And God gave me free will, but, gosh, to destroy myself? I don't know. It helps. If I have a new employer... Am I supposed to be arguing with the boss? Was he on a bicycle or a motorcycle? He was on a motorcycle. Doing a wheelie through an intersection and he got hit by a car? Damn. 
That hurts. I've done that. I've done yeah, that. Yeah, that was in December of last year. Yeah. All right. Well, free will. He gave us free will. Yes. Okay. So, I can understand forgiving some, something which is in the past, but what if it's something that is persistently being done right now? So here's the thing about forgiveness. My take on forgiveness. This is just my opinion. But people do bad things. I have done a lot of bad things. I don't consider myself a bad person. I give myself a hall pass because I blame all of my bad behavior on circumstances. And by circumstances, I mean you. You're the reason that I acted badly. If you didn't put me in this position, I wouldn't be acting badly. And that's why the 10th step is such an amazing step. It says, I continue to take personal inventory and when I'm wrong, promptly admit it. Until I've done the first nine steps, really, I never saw that I was ever wrong. I, I saw that I did wrong things, but I blamed it on you and I was okay with that. And, and so, but what I found was that I do wrong things because self needs to be pleased in the moment. That's why I do it. And because I have a disease and other people are doing the best that they can with what they have to work with. I don't like what they're doing, but that's the best they can do. So I can forgive them for being sick. I can't forgive the bad behavior. It's just not possible. The bad behavior was bad. It's bad. Someone rips me off. I, I don't forgive them for ripping me off. I forgive them for being so sick that they needed to take something from me when I was their friend. That, that, that they're that sick because I, like them, am sick also. And I have withheld, <clears throat> uh, I have stolen from people. Definitely, I have stolen from people. I have withheld money from people. Not so much to hurt the other person most of the time, but just because I, I needed it more than they did. As according to me, I needed it more than they did. And so it takes the personal affront out of the bad behavior. So it's not personal anymore. They're just doing the best that they can with what they have to work with. Whether it's continuing to happen or it happened 10 years ago, it's the same thing. It's all, uh, uh, resentment is a resentment. It doesn't matter if it happened yesterday or this morning. If I'm still thinking about it, it's a resentment. And, and so I have to see my part. I have to have the realization that I've done the same thing to them or others. And, and then in that, in that realization that, that I'm the same person and I wouldn't hold myself I don't want to keep myself in the prison of my resentments. And by my forgiving them, I am forgiven. 
that is the most amazing part of the forgiveness of that prayer is that, and it's in the Lord's Prayer too, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. So I'm telling God, or the prayer is that God is going to forgive me to the extent that I am able to be forgiving of others. Isn't that amazing? I'm not going to get the forgiveness by pretending to, to forgive them for their bad behavior or saying that I, it's okay with me that they rip me off. No. No. I am forgiven to the extent that I forgive them for being sick. And then the, the bad behavior is just the manifestation of the illness, whatever that illness is, whether it's whatever it is, greed or alcoholism or... Whatever it is. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. There's, it would be so wonderful if we could just be such great people that we just forgive people for everything that they did. I, I don't believe that's the, I don't believe that's what's being asked. I don't believe I'm being asked to forgive somebody for doing something terrible to me. But I am able to forgive the idea that they had to do that because they're in that much pain. And I have been in that much pain where I have done some bad things. And so then it begins to make sense. And then I can start to soften my heart in forgiveness. And it doesn't matter if I forgive them or not. If I don't forgive them, I'm the one that's going to be in the pain. So in my lack of forgiveness, I'm the one that is punished. Not them. And if I have a higher power that's providing everything that I need, I don't need to trust and rely on them to come through with their part. It'll come from wherever it's needed. It'll come from somewhere else. If it's needed, it'll come from somewhere else. And it always does. And then one day that person, if they are, if they ever are to, to, uh, if, if, if the other person is to grow in, in a spiritual way, they'll have to make amends one day. So it'll all come back. And if they don't grow, they're going to die. Uh, and they're going to die a liar, a cheater, and a stealer. And that's, that's terrible for them. I'm sorry that they have to have that life. So, so that's, that's what I got on that. I don't, I don't know that that is the right way to look at it. I just know that that is my way of dealing with it at this point in my life right now. All right, everybody. Have the best day ever. I'll see you tomorrow. That's the beauty of Friday. It's tomorrow's Saturday. <laughs> Thank you. Happy New Year, Randy. New see you. Happy New Year. Nice Everyone. to see you all. Thank you Good so to much. see you, man. Yeah. Bye. Oh, I got to get that up. Uh, Where's Phoebe? Did I see Phoebe? She just left. That's that Course in Miracles. Uh, it's a Big Book Awakenings person, right? Yes. I can't, for some reason, it will not let me copy and paste. It's, if you double click on it, yeah. it should work. And then you can just save the as a bookmark. Oh, let me do that. Where did it go? I take screenshots when I... When I... Do that too. You know, some Zooms do allow you to copy. They do? It's setting somewhere, yeah.
the settings. Oh, okay. It's opening now and then bookmark it. Yeah, wait. Let me do the same thing. Hold on one sec. Bookmark. So where do I bookmark it into? Other bookmarks? Well, you can set up an AA. I can make a new folder for bookmarks. How the hell do I do that? Oh, I just laugh. <laughs> That's what I have. What do you AA, have? then I have principles and application. So glad you're in my home group and do service at prime time. <laughs> That's all so I have is other Likewise. Baby. All right, save it. I don't even, now I've lost it. Wait, where's the other one? There are two, right? There were two. Two, okay, here's the other one. The other one was from... Uh, That's just the main page, I think, of the... That's an inventory. Okay, so open it up, and now click on bookmarks, right? Or just, how do you bookmark it? You hit the star? Yeah, do you use Firefox? Bookmark this tab. Okay, I got it. A folder. Now I can open up what other folder I want it to be in. That's right. I'm just going to put it into other bookmarks. Folder, create a new one or choose one that you have. Done. Okay, I got it. Principal Inventory Workshop. I'm going to watch that. Cool. Bye. See you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, everybody. See you tomorrow. See you, Rick. Sorry about your nephew. That's terrible. I was just using that as an example of God's free will. I mean, bad stuff happens because he lets us do it. It's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. But he's probably done it a hundred times and didn't get hit. And then the hundred and one time he got hit. But Helen Keller says you're no more safe from avoiding dangerous situations than you are walking straight into them. I, I'm, it's a great quote. I didn't quote it exactly right, but it's a great quote. Huh. I heard somebody say once, just run at the bullets in, in this program. You know, face yourself, run at the bullets. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you later. Well, peace out. Thank Thanks. you again for all your service work. Thanks, Rick. Good to see you.
to be with you, be with you, night and day. What'd you cook? You're not hungry? Oh, darn. I thought we were going to make steak to eat together. But if you eat at 3.30, there's no chance we're going to have dinner at 5.30. So I, so, I'm sorry, I so can't eat So you don't want to eat with me. I want to eat. 5.30 is a normal time for dinner. You want to be okay. I'm not blaming you. I'm just, it's just upsetting that you. What time do you want to eat? What time do you want to eat? I have appointments that start at 6 o'clock, so I have to eat at 5 30. I can't eat when you want me to eat. I can't do it. You can't no, but you can't you adjust your schedule so sometimes we can eat together? Am I being selfish? Um, I think that you are a little
It's not them. You know what that means? Yeah. Yeah, you could do that.